Welcome to Absolute Comics, the show that we present to you over at the Comic Storian Podcast Network, which is located at twitch.tv slash comicstorian every Tuesday at about 5 to 5.30 p.m. Eastern. Sal's from Comic Pop, I'm from Comic Storian, and we come together every week to talk about everything from comic books themselves to comic book movies, comic book video games, and just what's happening in the world of the comic fandom. Today's episode is brought to you by our sponsor, G Fuel, where if you want to get the insane energy that I somehow maintain at all hours of the day by being an energy vampire, like an inheritor from Spider-Man, or this weird show that I've been watching recently uh, called uh, We Something Something at Shadows, We Hide in the Shadows. Anyway, if you want to... <laughs> If you want to be, <laughs> if you want to have a ton amount of energy, go go get yourself some G Fuel, which tastes great, by the way. This is strawberry banana, uh, and use the code Comics at checkout for ten percent off of your order. So 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 Sal, we were just talking about how there's not much news this week, so we're going to talk about a lot of comic books themselves. Yeah. Okay. Um, but you said that Jim Lee came out and made some follow-up statements to the Dan DiDio situation. Yeah, he was kind of like, his feet were put to the flames while he was at C2E2. He was doing a panel, and they were like, uh. Or is anyone going to say anything? And he's like, well, I'll tell you one thing. I'm the publisher. Also, we're not going anywhere. That should restore reader confidence. Like, <laughs> you want to you wanna give us anything else? No, I don't. Hey, as, how about another Batman variant cover for you guys? Like, as much as I love Jim Lee's work and everything he's doing and all, you yep. know, like across the board. Who doesn't love Wildcats? I mean, come on. Right. He's not really a crowd pleaser, I should say, is the best way to put it. He's very passive. He's a very, yeah. like, subdued kind of person. He comes, if you've ever seen his Twitch streams, he's very quiet. He's very yep. passive. He's just, here's something amazing. You know, like, and that's, that's his personality. But now, you know, you're kind of the face of the company, it's time to start, you know, saying some stuff that makes people <laughs> feel like we're going to do okay. Like DC's <laughs> not going anywhere. Right. Right. I don't know. It, it just, it didn't, it wasn't, an, it wasn't what we were hoping for. And I don't think DC is going to like respond. Like, no. I don't think there's going to be like a follow-up where, where like anyone else is going to say, Hey, so Lee made some comments. Let's elaborate on. Nope. I think that's it. I At think. this point, it's been so long since the initial, yeah, whatever comes out, we're going to be like, well, that's corporate bullshit. Right. Oh, I mean, at this, at this point, like the time to give us the corporate bullshit was a week ago. Right. Or two weeks oh, ago. Well, like, that's what I mean. It's going to be so planned out at this point. We're not even going to argue with it. Yeah. No, it, it's just like, please. It's just kind of like you had an opportunity, Jim, to make people feel confident and and and, and hopeful about DC, and he just whizzed it. Uh huh. I mean, uh, I mean, I do agree. You know my statement. I don't think DC is going anywhere. Um, no, I, I agree. I think that's just clickbait to the tenth degree. Uh, yep. But yeah, I wish you had said something on the topic. Uh, I realize a slight problem now that we started the show. We have a few topics to talk about in the comic book world. Um, but for those who have followed me for a long time, you know that the, typically the podcasts before I go on a trip. I don't read very much, and that's intended because I have a lot to read on my two-hour <laughs> flights. I'm looking at the comics that came out this week, Sal. Guess what I did because I'm leaving for Chicago <laughs> on Friday. <laughs> I spent all weekend playing Magic the Gathering Arena. <laughs> Ooh. Well, that is that. is – I'm glad to hear you're enjoying Magic the Gathering. Uh, unfortunately, that doesn't really help us out much. <laughs> Do you play Magic the Gathering? Can we talk about that for about five minutes? I, no. Uh, I will tell you this. 
in high school. You're not helping, Sal. No. I've already well, made us in a bad situation. <laughs> let, let me tell you how what my what my experience is with Magic the Gathering. In high school, I was a nerd. Hard to believe. And my friends, <laughs> my friends were like, hey, you should play Magic the Gathering. We just suddenly started getting into it. And like they're dropping, you know, tens, twenties, fifties on these on these cards. And I'm like, we're already nerds. Like, we're already in the hole when it comes to popularity, girls, social networks and groups. Must we also add more to the pile? Like, we already analyze Star Wars and, you know, write stories about, you know, people in mythical realms and, 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 and sword fight in the backyard. Must we also play Magic the Gathering? Like, where is the line here, guys? And they were like, and they were like, what a loser! He won't play Magic the Gathering. And uh, so I was the I was on I was the odd man out in my social group for like a good three to five months, where they all played Magic the Gathering, and I was like, I guess I'll just go out. And like, I literally was that was one of the one of the most social periods of my life was when all my other friends were playing Magic the Gathering. I feel like that's the situation Dan's about to be in because like we all got super (laughs) into it. I'll explain why in a minute, why we all got super into it. But we all got like super into it over the last week getting back into Magic the Gathering. And I'm like, Dan, you got to play with this. Dan's not a fan of playing card games. He likes to collect card games. So it's like, Dan, come play with us. And he's like, I don't, I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to no. do that. <laughs> I'm well, like, Dan, Dan and I Dan, would get along. With us. Goes, I bet you I really don't want to. And I'm like, you really should try it. I No, I'm just, I'm not. Like, <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing. It was, it was too expensive. It, the rules were like all over the place. And I, I, I just didn't want to do that. It, right. uh, that was not what I wanted to spend my time doing. Uh, thankfully, like, like I said, five or six months down the line, they all lost interest. Like it just... They fell off it hard. It probably had a lot to do with the fact that the gu- the progenitor of the entire ordeal was like type A and complete. He when he went into Magic the Gathering, he went all in. Like he went the deep end, and he scared everyone away. They were all like, "Well, I'm done." I gotcha. Well, so the, so Magic the Gathering is something that I did play when I was a kid. Um, yeah. Unlike you, I went all nerd. Uh, you know, D and D, Magic the Gathering, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I didn't do any of that. Um, <laughs> But you like D&D now, don't you? Yeah, yeah, no. Well, my wife's a huge fan of it. I played it, I spent many an hour playing D&D and many D&D ancillary type games. I played the Star Wars RPG, DC yeah. Adventures. But like, in no, in high school, that was my most mainstream. I had quit comics right before high school. I didn't play any role-playing games. I LARPed one time, got chased by a bear, and quit. <laughs> I still remember that story. Yeah, we have, no, that was on Three Beers at a Topic of Dan, I think. Yeah, yeah, it story. was. Yeah. But like, no, I, 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 I looked like an idiot. I felt horrible. I was cold. No, like, and so, and that, that was enough to scare me straight for a while. Where I'm like, no card games, no role playing, <laughs> no fantasy. Like, it was a lot to get me to go to the theater to see Lord of the Rings. I was like, oh no. <laughs> Thank God I did, by the way, because eyeball it was, in the sky. No, <laughs> I pass. Well, I'm like, that's the guy who invented those trolls and goblins. Lame. <laughs> thank, thank goodness I, I was wrong. I loved that. Those movies became like my life for a while. So All right. Well, so magic for me, like when I got into the military, never played magic. Like I, it was, I fell off of it like at 18. Like I played right. it from like 16 to 18. Played it like crazy. Had no money for it. Stopped playing it. 
D and D I played periodically throughout the military. So like I kept that kind of maintained a small amount of D and Disms with me. But I didn't touch Magic for years. So when I got here in Colorado, me and Houston were like, we want to play Magic again. So we'd go out, we'd buy a couple starter decks, we'd fight each other until we got bored of it, and then the next step was go to Friday Night Magic or Wednesday Night Casual or one of the yes. Magic things. Yeah. The problem we'd always run into is we didn't know how to make a deck and we knew we'd get crushed. So we were <laughs> always trying to figure out how to make a deck to go play with people. And on top of that, we didn't have a lot of spare time. So eventually the passion of trying to do this would go away and we just wouldn't do it. Go right. six months. We decided we're going to go play magic again, but Hey, we got to go buy new starter decks. So we'd get two new starter decks. We start playing until we're bored. See, that's how they get you. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. That, that's like drugs. Forget it. No. Well, so this was like a repeat cycle to the point where I have like a box of starter deck equivalent magic <laughs> cards out here, okay? Mm -hmm. um, I think at one point, like, we did it so close together, I bought the same starter decks. I don't even know. Uh, but <laughs> yeah. And during that period, we also tried to get Pokemon going. We also tried to get Final Fantasy, the card game going. We tried a few other card games. So we did over and over and over and over and over and over, right? But yeah. we never got into it. So we went to the comic book store the other day. I decided I was going mountain biking in 30-degree weather and didn't realize that they closed every trail. So we ended up at the comic <laughs> book store. <laughs> Excellent. Uh, and we're showing around uh, Sod, uh, you guys may know him from the chat, the comic book store, because he's never been to an American comic book store. And they have magic cards. And he's like, so what are these? Because I have a tendency at the comic book store to look at the comics, and then I go to the D&D &D wall, check the miniatures, and then I make my way over to the dice slash magic area. You know, and right. I just kind of eyeball mm -hmm. the cards. But I don't buy anything. At this point, Houston and I have kind of learned, we're not going to play past a day or two, so this isn't, we're not doing this again. Right. And he's like, hey, why don't we, why don't we, uh, what do you guys think about magic? So I explained the story. Houston and I keep buying starter decks. We have a whole bunch of cards in the house. We just never really could get into it. And he's like, oh, okay. He's like, well, what if I want to learn? I'm like, well, if you want to learn, buy two starter decks. We'll play a couple rounds. You can decide from there. Yeah. And it's like, cool. What if we want to bring, insert additional person A and insert additional person B. Input. I'm like, well, we could buy five starter decks, kind of have like our own little mini Friday Night Magic. We all get yeah. a deck, we all play, have a good time. And he's like, okay, let's do that. What are these? I'm like, well, those are booster boxes. And this is a fat pack and this is extra cards. So he's just, just buying cards left and right everywhere <laughs> at the store. Oh, no. Like, okay, we got like tons and tons of cards at the house now. Yeah. So we show up, we're all playing it. Uh, of course, he's making references that it's like Hearthstone. I'm like, I love Hearthstone. I just stopped playing Hearthstone because it's kind of simple. And I, I could never get into Magic because it's the, the online version, Magic the Gathering Online, sucks. And I'm just, yes. I'm, I don't go to the stores. And he's like, oh. And then Houston, he's like, well, have you tried Arena? And I'm like, I hear it's garbage, but I'll give it a shot. Because okay. in the packs, they're giving away codes to get those starter decks in Arena. Okay. So I'm like, okay, so I'll download the free-to-play arena. I'll upload these decks. I'll try playing them there. Oh, my God, is arena amazing if you want to play <laughs> Magic on a casual setting. It's okay. like everything I wanted Hearthstone to be. So I'm playing oh. it like crazy there. We're getting more cards because now they got codes to put into the online version, and I'm just down the rabbit hole at this point. Like, <laughs> Right. Yeah, you're all in. You're back in. You I'm back you. in hardcore now because now I can play Magic and not have to go to Friday Night Magic. Yeah. I think that's a good way to eat up some time in the show that we don't have much to talk about. <laughs> totally. <laughs> now let's talk about how the devil is Tony Stark's dad. <laughs> okay. So Dan <laughs> says, Stan and I have not directly read this issue. We've gotten no. all the news about it. Why don't you give us a recap, recap Sky God voice, Dan? Yes. Yeah. So essentially in Avengers 31, uh, if you weren't aware, Tony Stark got sent to the past where we had the million BC 
uh, Avengers. Yeah. They beat the crap out of him to the point that he had no armor, got sent to a cave. And in this one, we learned that they did it on purpose because he needs to go through a trial. And during the trial, we find out that when he was a kid, he found he uh, walked in on his dad doing a devil ritual in which it is implied that he essentially sold Tony's soul to Mephisto. And then later on in the comic, Mephisto shows up and he's like, uh, he says something about him being his dad. And then Tony's like, you're not Howard. And he's like, I never said I was. And so it's starting to imply that Mephisto is Tony Stark's father because of some devil stuff that Howard did with a bunch of rich people. Yeah, it was like a creepy sex cult or something, uh, yeah. as I understand it. Um, why do they think we care about <laughs> Tony Stark's lineage? Like, you know, what I mean? like when Bendis took over, he was like, hey, guess what? Howard Stark is not really Tony's dad. I'm like, who cares? But they redid it again recently with the fake I, one. And, and I, I know. I, I agree with you on that. Like, so we've already done the whole Arno Stark's the real son. Howard Stark is not the real son. Right. Then we did the Tony's dead. So like this new version is not even Tony Stark anymore. And no one has cared other than like hardcore Tony Stark fans. People right. stopped caring when he turned into a blue smurf about anything. Yeah. But Arno Stark, no one really cared about. No. Well, Arno Stark, people love the Iron Man 2020 story. But that's it. it. It's like Marvel is trying to make Tony go back to where he was in the, like, 80s and 90s. Yeah. Like, can we... Can we... De okay, so, like, yeah. Iron Man was, like, a C to D-list superhero up until the movies. The movies elevated him to AAA status. Can we put him back to seed level status. Because you, all this overcomplication is not interesting storytelling. It's just, it's just gobbledygook. Because it's, it's just constantly, every, anyone who wants to get into Iron Man, oh, I saw the movies, Howard Stark, right? Actually, no. Actually, it's a really long, boring story that has a lot to do with twists and turns and maybe the devil. Oh, by the way, did you think that Mephisto was the devil? Because now he is. Like, we retconned that too. Because originally yeah. he was not a devil. Like, he just took on the shape of the devil. But now he is the devil. Like, well, he's a devil trapped in Vegas. Or did he get out finally? Uh, in Ghost Rider... Oh, he's riding uh, off of them right now, right? Like, he's yeah, like dragging in, in him Ghost behind a bike. Yeah, Blaze kidnapped him and took him. And he's trying to offer him a deal. Hey, if you free me, I'll give you something else. And, and, and Blaze is like, don't even start with me in deals, Mephisto, you jackass. Uh, <laughs> good stuff. Like, that's fun because someone like because someone's paying attention to what happened in that Damnation story. <laughs> Dude, I'm happy about that because Damnation was great. And it came after Spirits of Vengeance. Like, that whole thing has been awesome right now. And I'm really digging what they're doing with Ghost Rider. Yeah, the Ghost Rider book is cool. I don't like what they're doing with Danny Ketch, I think that this spirit of whatever the hell he is is lame, but I think they're doing that At least they're they giving him a purpose, though, so it's not like, oh, look, we have a dozen years. No, it's like you have Blaze as the king of hell, and you have yep. whatever Robbie is, and that's the big question right now. Like, right. is he or isn't he? Yeah, but I want Danny Ketch to just be the cool-looking Ghost Rider, because that's, that's the only thing Ghost Riders have going for them, is that they look cool, and then you made Johnny Blaze not look cool, so now it's like, oh, no, I'm sorry, uh, Danny Ketch. 
So Danny Ketch doesn't look cool anymore. Now what are you doing? Yeah. Like, come on. Uh, but but, uh, but that's, that's notwithstanding Avengers 31, which is, hey, we're retconning more of Tony Stark's past. This does not get me on board for the Avengers. I quit, like, after I think the first or second arc. I was like, oh, God. Like, I, I couldn't get into what Aaron was doing with these characters. This is the exact opposite of what I want from the Avengers. Like, the Avengers is supposed to be, well... It's supposed to be all things to all people. people. Everybody has their favorite version of the Avengers. My favorite Avengers were Blasphemers. It was Bendis' new Avengers. I was like, hey, characters I care about. Doing street-level stuff. We. When, when you... I, I remember when uh, Whedon was like, don't worry, we're putting Vision on the Avengers. <laughs> I was like, like... I'm worried! <laughs> for me, I'm like, oh, good. The living robot. No. I, I've come to like Vision. In the comics, at least. But the... Like, what are you doing? The biggest issue I have with the Avengers is, like, so just, I'm going to compare it to Justice League because they literally came out and did the same thing. You are totally right. Giant gods came out and they just started decimating the planet. Oh, also Atlantis attacked for a few seconds. Like, remember that? Like, both stories had sea people attacking the team. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it was, they were literally following each other beat for beat for some weird reason. Yeah. Yeah. Justice League has now gone a full circle and they kept building on this epic story they started with. They yep. peppered in some fun little things, but they always wrapped back to the big story, you right. know, which was yeah. great. Like the Thanagarian one and the sixth dimension one. And I thought Jason Aaron yeah. was going to be doing that with Avengers. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, so the big cosmic entities are here and now we're going to fight the sea people. And now we're going to build up expanding the roster with Blade and Ghost Rider. And what? Like now yeah, we're no, at... It- we're at issue 31, and nothing has come out of any of this. Well, no. comparing it to Justice League issue 31, bear in mind, guys, Justice League only got to 39 and then ended, so we're not even talking like it had <laughs> much more runway. Like, no. 31 on, on Justice League, at this point, we now have the Justice League scattered across time and space trying to stop this thing. And in Avengers, we have, well, Tony Stark is uh, the son of the devil. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and a million years in the past. And also keep in mind that Tony Stark, uh, we, we were ignoring the fact that in Tony Stark, he's still dead. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> the uh, biggest egregious thing that Justice League did was in the individual books, like Flash is like literally traveling through time. And in his book, he's like, Sigil of Doom. All right, back to work. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, no, the, I, I thought you had the a year of the villain thing. There, buddy. <laughs> yeah, the year of the villain thing, notwithstanding. I, I, I've been very critical of the Justice League run, but I will say if you're comparing apples to apples and you're saying, like, let's look at Justice League versus the Avengers, at least Justice League has been about this one thing the whole time. The problem like, with the Justice League is they kept it to the one thing, and, and Scott Snyder just got way too convoluted with it. Well, and it became it, it, way too difficult to follow, was the issue. Well, they kept losing, and then they were like, but we'll get even stronger. Like, it, for me, it was too many waves, but... It was like, the, the, it was the Dragon Ball Z thing. Yeah. Oh, we're but down, I did, but I'm back with golden hair, but I'm down, yeah. but it's really golden. <laughs> yeah, at, at least with just, like, I kept buying it. Like, yeah. with Avengers, like, after arc one, I'm like, I'm out. And I would just, like, occasionally, like, jump in, grab an issue, and be like, is this good? Pass. With Justice League, I read until I was like, I have to stop. Like, right. Did you go all the way to 39? I did. I made, I bought all the way to 39. Yeah. I like, I stopped reading some of them, but I didn't need to read all of them because a lot of it was know, fighting. Yeah. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm good. 
but uh, but you know, yeah, this 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 Aaron Avengers thing, I'm ready for him to stop. Like, I need him to stop because. I, I hate to compare Regardless. it to Hickman, but it feels just like what Hickman's doing, where it's like you got cool ideas, you have cool concepts, you're world building your version of these characters, which is very much your version because literally in their individual books, some of them aren't even that that guy anymore. No. <laughs> well, with uh, like Ghost Rider no. is not even Ghost Rider, and Tony Stark is dead in his book. But whatever. But the difference is uh, not difference. But what they're both doing is they're not. They don't seemingly are going. X Men doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. And now we just announced that we're gonna have swords, swords, Sal, and we're gonna talk about that in a minute. Um, yeah. Listen, uh, I will. I I have to say, Avengers, no. X Men, there's a plan. It may be all over the place, but there. He still has his hands on all the kites flying around. Well, I mean, Avengers still is still holding too, on. Jason Ave Aaron ha still has a plan. We're still doing the Avengers million BC. I couldn't care less about this plan, and it doesn't feel like there's anything going on. Like, there will be touchstones in the X-Men run that keep reminding you of the stuff you've already read. This Avengers crap, I, I don't even know. It ain't my Avengers. Avengers don't live in a, in a dead celestial head in the Arctic. Uh, th none of this is interesting to me. I agree. I agree. <laughs> I, no, because I loved Avengers when it kicked off. I didn't drop off as early as you did. Yeah. I went all the way. Th like I, I kind of lost interest in the vampire civil war. They right. sucked me back in because I'm just a sucker for Ghost Rider. So right. he was back in. I read all of his stuff. And then once Ghost Rider's little arc ended, now we're like, North Star. And I'm like, not me. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I picked up that Squadron Supreme cameo issue. I was like, oh, neat. Wait, yeah. Coulson? Uh, yeah, exactly. And I don't know. And it, so I, I want, I want him to stop. <laughs> yeah. That's where I am too. Like Snyder's like, I'm done. I'm out. I'm, I'm going to do this major event that will dictate where everything's going, but I'm not writing Justice League anymore. Yeah. Like if, if, if Aaron wants to do an event or whatever, knock yourself out, man, but get off this book. It's also weird because it's literally his, it's not even like the movie version of the Avengers, which is it's, when it kicked off, we were like, it's the movie Avengers, but with like right. Ghost Rider and She-Hulk <laughs> instead of Hulk. That's cool. I was on board. Now it's like, sure. well, we also got Blade in there. Damon Hellstrom was a part of it for a little while. We're going to do yeah. North Star. Like, what? None of this is the Avengers. Like, this is, I don't know what this is. Yeah, I don't know either. Uh, speaking know. of X-Men Swords of X. Yeah. Uh, so I got a ton X of, of swords. I got, I got a ton of flack on this one. I don't know if you saw my tweet. No, but I was like 15 books for X-Men spanning all the X-Men books coming out over the course of like oh, six yeah. to eight weeks. Sounds mm -hmm. to me like they're just trying to bolster the sales of X-Men to get you to go in. I didn't even say anything bad about it. I said, it sounds to me like they're trying to bolster the sales of X-Men. Everyone that starts attacking me, my favorite comment of which being uh, multiple times, uh, the guy who doesn't like X-Men judging what's happening in the X-Men. Let me clarify real quick, guys. I do like the X-Men. I like the 92 X-Men. I like my yeah. X-Men. Here's what right. I don't like. The X-Men taking a great plot in the 90s and never letting it go. The X-Men trying to create 2,000 other X-Men that you should care about. The X-Men mm. that I like is the team that I like. Do you know what we, don't, we haven't had in like 15 years? Wolverine, Cyclops, Jean Grey... I wouldn't even count more because he's movie only, show only. Yeah, but he's show only. Professor <laughs> X. You know how many of these people have been dead and not even shown up? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. I mean, if, you're, if you want classic X-Men, or, or, or what the, the cartoon promised you is the classic X-Men, um, you're going to be sorely disappointed by this current run. But at the very least, they are building versus destroying. Because like after the Inhumans invasion, because of the Fox 
you know, Disney bullshit. We were kind of in a weird place where the, the X-Men could literally do, you could do anything with the X-Men because it didn't matter, but nothing important enough where it would suddenly have to matter. Right. So they, they couldn't be anything. And so you had this really, really weird period in X-Men where like, because Lee Stanley was right, every comic is somebody's first comic and the X-Men appealed to everyone on some level. Like, there's, all, there's an X-Men for you, even if you never given them a fair shake. Right. The fact is, like, there is, there's always an entry point to the X-Men, and so during that period, there were people who, like, were, re, who were getting in on X-Men for the first time during the most, like, creatively bankrupt period of the X-Men history. Yeah. And so now it's like, what, what is even... No, nothing is like it was. Hickman clearly is like, I'm doing my thing, Nothing else has like has a, has has room. Like the X Men are acting weird. They're part of a death cult. There's nothing like yeah. There's the, nothing. The last time that I cared about the X Men, like really right. cared, was looking forward to the issues. Was all new X Men. When Bendis was like, X Men is confusing. Here's the <laughs> original team. They're yes. time displaced, and I was like, this is a cool idea. I'm right. on board. And then they just, they ran that to the ground. <laughs> that, that, yeah. No, I read the first arc and I'm like, this is kind of cool. And then we were dealing with time travel and, and mystique. And I'm like, oh God, that's right. That's, that, that's X-Men. <laughs> Get me out of here. Uh, for me though. I, I, and I will I, say, I did like X-Men Red. I actually did like X-Men Red mm, a lot. I thought it was a well, lot of fun. X-Men Black, uh, the Magneto book by Cullen Bunn. Like there's a lot of good stuff yeah. uh, out there. And there's always been, a lot of good stuff. With me, this is the first time, because the X-Men has always been accessible in some way. There's always been, like, no matter what's going on with the X-Men, there was always a Wolverine book where Wolverine's yep. doing whatever he wanted, nothing X-Men related. Well, and that, that because people seem to be taking that I just straight up hate what X-Men's doing. I do, but <laughs> <laughs> that is part of the main reason because X-Men, while we never got the team that I enjoyed, and we never, like, Cyclops became a freaking villain in, like, what, 2011? Basically, when I was leaving the yeah. army and really reading comic books, they took my team and just, just gone. You know what I mean? Yep. They killed yep. Wolverine in 2013. Yeah. Cyclops was a villain. Xavier was dead. Gene yeah. was still dead. <laughs> yep. No, it, it, yeah. It was not Storm was, like, not in anything. Mm -hmm. Like what I wanted from the X-Men was gone, but they didn't affect the ex ancillary X-Men that I did enjoy. While we did kill Wolverine, we had something Wolverine related right. nonstop. Deadpool was never affected. X-23 was doing her thing. You know what I mean? Like the yeah. people that I did enjoy in the X-Men at the time were, I was reading X-Men books. They just didn't say X-Men. Right. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> oh no, yeah, absolutely. That uh, was basically yeah. it. And 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 what I don't like what Hickman's done is look. If Hickman wants to world build his version of the X Men and build towards Swords of X and do all of this, he's yeah. not even using the characters that he canceled. It's not like Deadpool is in the X Men book, and that's why no. the book had to stop. Wolverine is now getting his own book, but why did that have to ch stop what Charles Soule was going to do? You know, like, mm. like I, what he has stopped a lot of books. And at first I was like, okay, he's stopping for a fresh start with the X-Men. I'm on board. Then he launched it and I, House of X and Powers of X. All right. I'm yep. iffy, but I'm on board. Then we started what da the dawn of X phase and yep. no one was getting used. Like I was expecting. Right. And it was world well, building and going nowhere. So 
Well, uh, and, going and he, in an ultimate direction, but in Hickman style. The if this was Hickman's first book, which they never would have given him X Men, you would be no. livid only because you don't know Hickman is building to something. Right, but you do now. So there's, so you do. Like the fact is, if 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 um. If Hickman on Fantastic Four, Shield, you know, the Avengers, the new Avengers, you know, if if everything that Hickman had been working on and building failed, or if it culminated into an event that like sucked, then I would have nothing but disdain for what's going on in X-Men because like the X-Men are a creepy death cult and like I you know, there's a lot of like weird stuff going on in this book and and everything is really interconnected, so there's no place for you to read X-Men and not be on board for what Hickman's uh, 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 vision is. But it was so successful. Like, Secret Wars may be one of the best Marvel Comics events of all time. Oh, it was incredible. I loved it. I'm not. Like, I'm a fan of Hickman. It, well, that's the thing. And, and so for Hickman and, and, his, and his position on X-Men, he's, for me... I'm not even holding my tongue or withholding judgment. I've enjoyed some of the things, some of the things that I didn't enjoy, I just quit or don't read. Like, I'm not reading Fallen Angels. I, I don't like what they did with New Mutants because it was like interrupted. There is a good story there, but there's also this bad story in there. Like, so don't do that. <laughs> like, so, but you're fine, right? Like, there's yeah. a lot of stuff going on in there. X-Force, I was like, this doesn't seem like it's it's connected. And then suddenly it did. And you're like, oh my God, like, He's paying off all these things. The writers he's working with are all interconnected and paying off these things. He's doing the things I have been wanting shared universe, serialized fiction publication to be doing for decades, which is it's, there's a plan in place. There's, a creative, there's, there's multiple creative teams. They're allowed to do whatever they want within the framework of the sandbox that is right. here that we're working on. And it's actually heading towards an end game and I don't know what that end game is, but I don't think anybody could have predicted Secret Wars when they were reading Time Runs Out. Oh, yeah, like, no, I, I think... 100% agree with you on that. So, and I, I don't deny, as much as I'm hating his run right now, right. I also hated his Avengers run while it was coming out. Yeah, me too. I did too. I was like, I don't like this. I don't like these Avengers. This isn't my th and I yeah. didn't read it. You know, and I read, I read Infinity, and I was like, yep. what is this? Like, how, what does it have to do with anything? Like, there's a lot. But in the framework of everything, when you right. look back on it, it all works. And because there are these chapters, they all worked for their own thing. Like, just because I didn't like it doesn't mean it wasn't good. It doesn't mean that it didn't appeal to a bunch of people. So, like, for me, well, and I'm like, you earned it. You earned your chance to do whatever you want with X-Men because please, for the love of God, go do it. Like, and, and, and I think that's because I rant and rave about Hickman all the time. I right. think that's where my the people can get confused about. I, I hated Avengers when he was doing it. I only started liking it at the end and that, now mm -hmm. it's a complete, uh, complete thing. It's amazing. It's an right. amazing story. Hickman's Fantastic Four. Hated it when it was coming out and then right. I loved it at the ending. I have repeatedly hated what Hickman has done when he's doing it. With, right. with normally, and I've admitted to time. this. In real time. And I've admitted <laughs> to this most of the time. It's the same complaints. Where is he going? This doesn't feel like anything's happening. I feel like we're spinning our wheels. He's just mm -hmm. fluffing it out. Then yeah. it concludes, and I backtrack all my statements, and I've said this. I've said this multiple times, that as much as I hate what Hickman is doing to the X-Men, mm -hmm. if it's a payoff, It'll pay off. Right now, I freaking hate what he's doing to right. X-Men because islands are having sex. They're implying orgies. Wolverine and Deadpool aren't doing their own thing. X-23 lost all of her development only to gain it back with no explanation. Like, yeah. I don't like what they're doing. 
Right. Now, does that mean that Sword of X, like as much as shit as I get the idea of a 15? And the only reason I even mentioned the 15 books is because I know people that buy two books a week and now you're basically giving them a bare minimum two to three. Excellent. Right. So, yeah. um, but I'm going to buy them all. And what if that is our payoff? What if I, if we get to that and I'm like, I already got me. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it could be the thing that gets you. It could be that it's just chapter two of a 15 chapter saga. <laughs> I, I don't know. I do know that like this, the swords thing, like, I, I think it's metaphorical, but I think they're also going to get swords because swords are a big like thematic visual in this in this arc. It's on, the, it's on the it's on the cover the promotion. Yeah, but that's, the the cover of House of X Powers of Ten like is all of them standing there and there's flowers and stuff. It's not literally that, but it is also literally that. Like they're I'm thinking they're going to get so swords, but Ten of Swords is a tarot explanation. Like it's actually a thing in the tarot deck that means like either good and prosperity or like horrible like atrophy and like loss so ten of swords has a, has an implied meaning in and of itself uh and i kind of like that he's unapologetically like here's this thing and i'll get them with the swords but i'm gonna do this other thing about like tarot cards because hey remember house of x and powers of 10 when i introduced everything with Tarot cards, like, <laughs> honestly, X-Men number seven, right? X-Men number seven, which is also part of our list here, has the Crucible and the Death Cult and everything. Why and don't you, when you get done here, segue into that. Let's just go okay. that direction. I was going to say, just apropos of the whole uh, Crucible thing, only issue seven, we get a huge payoff for what's going on in this cult and how it relates to House of X and Powers of Ten. Like, we are getting references to the chimeras that we saw in the dark futures of Moira's lives. We, we're getting allusions to what Apocalypse's plans are. We're, we're getting payoffs for the depowered mutants that are still not really, that were still never really addressed in the wake of No More Mutants and House of M. Like, that issue alone did a whole bunch to, if, it, like, if I'm losing you, here. Like, this, yeah. and, and it's one issue, not double-sized, and it's seamlessly written so that it actually manages to like address some of the thematic, problematic moral concerns of everything you're doing with the X-Men. And by the way, I'm pretty much convinced the whole thing is going to be basically the equivalent of a dream. That like that Moira's going to die and you're going to have to do the whole thing over again and none of that happened. Well, like, I will say that's probably one of his most genius things he has done right now. Right. By having the Moira genes here, I'll stick by this the other day. By having this whole redo life and da 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 da, yeah, he has basically created. Because what was one thing we always said about the X Men? If you remove them from the Marvel universe and you give them their own universe, yes, you'll have some problems, but a lot of the things that don't make sense will be gone. Like, right. like the fact that the Avengers are fighting the X Men because the X Men have powers. Like, so do all of the Avengers. You know, mm -hmm. like it's just like the problem with Punisher. Punisher would work better if he was off on his own. What he's basically done is create a alternate universe inside of the main universe. Yeah. Yeah, he's managed to make he has managed to do what Marvel has been trying to do the whole time when they were trying to marginalize them because of the inhumans. Like they literally could have done this 5 years ago. Because the X-Men are so remotely segregated from the Marvel universe, but the other thing is because we are in a place where it doesn't have to be not only do we have like we have very quiet references to the other Marvel Universe stuff, like there's no connection 
do yeah. certain books, except the Fantastic Four, which makes sense, given Hickman and Franklin, that makes sense for me. But, like, because you're getting your own kind of, like, X-Men universe book, or series of books, like, publishing label, essentially. Right. In the context of a greater Marvel universe, you're going to explode this into the regular Marvel universe and make them super relevant. Like, yeah, well, they're that's gonna exactly be, it. You're going to have Onslaught on your hands, but, the, but all the good stuff. I think it's great. Like, I'm excited for it. Because that, it, it works as a microcosm, but it also can become a bigger thing. Age of Apocalypse is some of people's favorite era of Marvel, and it was a fake, made-up alternate future that featured no other characters except for the X-Men. But, and it still took place in the Marvel Universe. Like, I don't know. I think, I think there's a precedent for it. Like we I said, can still get it. As much as I'm hating what he's doing. <clears throat> right. You do I acknowledge not, that it's. I acknowledge it might be that every on. time, every time, he has made me like it in the end. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and yeah. as much as I say I hate the X Men, people, I, and, I mean, we're a show. People like it when I rant, so I say it a lot. Sure. So I don't deny it's just turned into Benny hates the X Men. What right. I hate about the X-Men is we've never had a core team, like a legit core team again since the 90s or se- no. you know what I mean? se- early 2000s. There has not been a core team. And what I hate is that the X-Men always went back to the exact same plot, uh, basically racism, which they've done over and over and over and over. Yeah, but I'm that's not- what they are. I mean, like, that's, that's yeah. the, that's no, the no. thematic foundation of the X-Men. Right, and I agree. And, like I said, and, I, and, I, and I, as much as I always hated the X-Men, those were my core complaints. And right. Hickman has not... Well, he got rid of the the constantly using the racism as a plot point for 40 years, which is what the X-Men basically did. Mm-hmm. Um, he's moved on from that. We still don't have what I, I consider a core, core team. Because no, even in the proper but, X-Men book, we're doing different things with different people, you know? Yeah, but at the same time, like, the team is all the mutants. Yeah. Like, there is no team. And, like, because even the teams you do have all can immediately be in other people's books within a blink of an eye. Like, right. You know, the Marauders, for example. Like, Storm's on that team. And she's also in the X-Men book. And she can be everywhere. Wolverine, same deal. Like, you could literally do anything with any of these characters. Which is cool, because it also allows you to, like, do everything. Like, you you don't need to go, you can't use so-and-so. They're on another team. Or they're dead. Like, you can literally use everybody. And because he did that whole plot point of, like, all mutants are welcome. Like, you got Exodus on the island and Apocalypse and M-Plate and everybody. Like... You literally have eliminated the big whole, like, internal fighting thing of, like, oh, God, another Magneto versus the X-Men story. Or, oh, boy, another, like, supreme mutant who can't be stopped fighting these mutants. Like, no, it's all about the X-Men being one thing versus that thing, which is cool. And because there's, like, elements in there, like, space space robots and, and, and stuff, like, you can... You know, there, there's room. Uh, right. I'm not. I'm not arguing. I'm just saying, like it's. Uh, that's where we are. Um, and when it comes to swords, you know, like Dan was kind enough to actually give us a an article from CBR that gave you a list of like all the swords that you could find in X Men's history that are also featured on the cover. And it turns out there's like there, there's quite a history, a long history of swords and X Men. <laughs> like but there you is, got the yeah. Phoenix Blade um, and. Yeah. I was going to say, go, let's go, go ahead and wrap up final thoughts on the X-Men situation because we've been oh, on yeah. X-Men for a while. Uh, <laughs> right, exactly. I, I think it's cool. And uh, like even the things were, that I'm not on board for, uh, I think are handled expertly. And so as such, uh, you know, I'm like, I'm just excited to see where it's going, even if it's like 
frustrating, borderline, like, cre like creepy, you know? Like, because it is creepy. Like, none of the X-Men in this book are my heroes. <laughs> like, for me, my heroes are the Fantastic Four and their reaction to the X-Men in this X-Men Fantastic Four book, where I'm like, yeah, because the, the Fantastic Four are like, you guys are weird. You're being weird. You're creeping me out, X-Men. <laughs> and I'm like, yes, thank you. Somebody said it. You know, but like, but they're also wrong in terms of how they're approaching it. And it's like, not every problem can be solved with punching. And, I, and that's cool. Like, all right, good, good job. Like, you're doing something with the X-Men that, like, make, that, that, is, that is thematically relevant. Yeah, I mean, I've been reading some of them. I did like some of them. Like I said, my biggest complaint yeah. is that he it just it's so all over the place. It doesn't it feel like anything's old. happening. Yeah. Like, just, that's my frustrations with it overall. We'll see if he can flip my mind later, but right now it just feels to me like he's just all over the place. Well, I mean, like, l l remember when, like, Captain America got, like, the time gem and, like, went, like, a million years in the future? And that was under Hickman? Yep, like, that was weird, too. <laughs> what did that have to do with Secret Wars? Nothing. Like... Captain America dies fighting Iron Man when the world ends. Like, there's nothing, he has nothing to do. Captain America and Iron Man play no part in the ultimate plan for, the, for Marvel and Secret Wars. That was which the is funniest like, part about Iron Man and, and Captain America, because the whole thing was this, both of them arguing, 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 yeah. arguing. And then at the ending, they just basically kill each other. Oh, and they're not here for Secret Wars. <laughs> what? Yeah, and they're not even in the damn book. Like, so, yeah, there are going to be some stories and some characters that are... You know their stories are going to end before the main event, or yeah. the, or, or you know these meandering plots. They're not all going to tie into one like cohesive story that like has an event. You know they're they're going to go off, and that's going to be. I'll wait for the Hickman reading order. You know, right? All right, Swords of X is up. Read these books. <laughs> right. Yeah, and that's going to be really helpful. Like, and and you know what? Like that is valuable in today's world. You do need yeah. a reading order. So, so, all right, yeah. let's move on to a different topic so we don't spend the entire time talking about... X-Men, forget yeah, it. Yeah, Jim Lee and the X-Men. Um, I'm going to grab the... There's two in here that I know we can talk about real quick. Batman, Superman, number seven. They're using zombie yes. mini Supermen. Zod is resurrecting <laughs> the dead Kandorians. Rogal Zar is destroying the bottled city. Uh, or did uh, it a while back. Yep. So, what is even happening in this book now? Right. Uh, well, they said that it takes place before Year of the Villain, whatever the hell. Uh, and I was like, that's great, because I'm not reading Year of the Villain. So good for you, Josh. I don't care. Thank you. Um, I hate Rogelzar so much. And so anything that undoes his impact on the DC Universe is a win for me. <laughs> uh, okay, that aside, but this very book, similar to yeah. my complaints about Hickman, Joshua mm -hmm. Williamson was building up to this... Batman who laughs, Evil Justice League, this is what we're doing. Batman and Superman yep. have betrayed the trust of Wonder Woman. Yeah. And I, uh, issue seven, we're like, yeah, so that happened. Now let's go on. Uh, and yeah. I'm, kind of, I'm like, wait, what? And I know I'm so glad it because it's, it's, it's like, good. Its no. Now. Well, for me, I'm like, good. I don't care about that. <laughs> about the infected? Like, yeah, I, I don't I thought care. the infected was a cool idea. But now yeah. they're off doing their own. Basically, Joshua Williamson created the infected group with Batman yep. laughs, and now they're off. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. But I think it's like a flashback story. Like, hey, before we did the infected thing, he here's this. Oh, like, okay. Or no, maybe they do address it. The idea here is like you can't all... You, it, you, the audience would lose interest if it was just the infected for 20 issues. Maybe that, maybe that, maybe after seeing what happened with Justice League, not that it's a bad story, but I guarantee no. you there was some drop off with how long it was taking. Yeah. Maybe that was what rolled in. Maybe they were like, okay, if we just do Batman Who Laughs and the Infected 
for 30 issues, Josh. Yeah. Sounds great. And then, like, they're seeing the sales in Justice League. And they're like, maybe you should intersplice other stories. <laughs> yeah. Do you have anything else? Like, well, I could like to see Zod versus Rachel. Cool. Go with it. <laughs> I mean, that's why David Marquez isn't drawing it, right? Thank God, by the way, because I love David Marquez, but Nick Darrington. Yeah. It's great. This book, this book was so great to read. It was so great to look at. Uh, and... You know, what's funny is Williamson is, he's a team player, so clearly, like, he's going to put the Kandorians back in the bottle, so to speak. He's going to kill them. Like, Rogelzar killed them. He, that's why he's such a big bad guy. Blah. Um, you, you could undo that by just being like, so the Lazarus Pit brought them back to life, and now they're like little monsters, but uh, Superman's going to hit them with a special uh, kryptonite uh, that's a color of gold or, or whatever, and so they're cured of their madness, but... They're still tiny, and I have to build a new city for them. Like, you you have it. You can have it both ways. And I'm just like, because I hate Rogelzar, I'm like, just undo it. Just make them come back to life and then not do that anymore. Right, right. But, like, yeah, I, I like this issue. I was like, yay, it's fun. <laughs> no, I, I just like anything that has Batman and Superman working together. I've yeah. said it multiple times. Like, as much as I am a fan of Superman, I don't normally like him by himself. He's just mm. overpowered, and the villains don't really make sense. And I'm not a fan of those storylines. Not to say that some people aren't, but I'm not. But I really like Superman when he's teaming up with Batman or Wonder Woman or the Justice League, or he's teaming up with random superhero A. I yeah. like him in that manner. I love him as a supporting character because due to his power, you get to see other characters and how they react to that and how they utilize that as a tool. As a po And then by having a character like Batman because he's the, yep. uh, the character who doesn't have super strength and speed and invulnerability. Superman ha can't just, you know, beat his way through the problem. He there's other things yeah. he has to take into consideration. So I always right. like that. So, yeah, I like this book. I think it's just a good series. So, and, I, and I'm glad that we're getting like a palate cleanser for this. Yeah, like, it's a good idea. All right, so moving on to the next topic on hand, we'll go with a little bit more, uh, a little bit more interesting and funny. Tom Taylor's Suicide Squad uh, has King Shark dying. In issue three, yeah, and he was eaten by sharks. Yeah, I didn't read it, but like, that's you couldn't have picked a worse time to kill King Shark. Now that everyone loves King Shark, thanks to the <laughs> Harley Quinn cartoon, I know he, that's the greatest portrayal of King Shark ever, easily. And I liked King Shark before; like, he's he's fun. Like, but uh, but he's amazing in that cartoon, and. You've just made him relevant, and then you killed him in the comics. Like, what are you doing? The, like, there's. I know I was excited about. I love Tom Taylor's writing, and I was excited about his Suicide Squad, but he's going in a weird direction with it. Mm. He introduced his own Suicide Squad, basically, of brand new superheroes. Yep. Which I get, you know, allows us to get attached to them so that we don't know who's going to die. Because, yes. you know, he can't kill Harley. He can't kill Deadshot. Nope. As much as the Suicide Squad is all about a you don't know who's going to die thing. Uh, you can't kill half the cast anymore. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, that's true. You can't kill Boomerang, or if you do, you got to bring him back. I mean... <laughs> uh -huh. No, it's... Yeah, yeah, you've, you've lost the gimmick. So right. you got to do something else. So his gimmick is to introduce a brand new team of nobodies that they all could die. Right. Which I'm not against... But it's just interesting to see this this take on the whole Suicide Squad concept because we still have Harley and Deadshot and Captain Boomerang. Like, they're all there. Yeah. Yeah, it's a... It, it, I credit Taylor with his approach because it's smart. Like, good call, yeah. man. <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see how it pans out. Um, I'm reading it up to this point. Um, it was one of those books that I forgot came out and we had bought all three issues. <laughs> but I forgot it was the Tom Taylor one, so I, like, just binged them all the other day. Just going right through That's them all. That's great. 
It, it, Taylor's easy to binge. Yeah. All right, so let's move over to the next big, big topic that has been discussed about recently. Uh, Joker's new girlfriend. Yep. So punchline, for, punch for the record, we know nothing about her. She has nope. no official origin. She hasn't been really featured in anything in general. She's just now starting to pop up. Punchline. Yep. yep. And uh, uh, the, the, yeah. the internet comic book fandom is freaking the hell out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, punchline. I mean, okay. So it's like she might as well have been called Triggered. <laughs> because, because like introducing the Joker's girlfriend, and not having it be Harley, like literally just introducing what is essentially, superficially speaking, like another Harley, is terrible. Like, um, I agree. Uh, I mean, one hundred percent. Yeah, I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. I, I yeah. don't. In the end, she'll be fine. Whatever. Well, she, no one's gonna care. But we're—they're basically like we want to make Harley a someone that women could look up to. She's become the fourth pinnacle of DC. She needs to be important. We cannot make her in an abusive relationship with the Joker. But people want Harley with the Joker, so let's just give him a new girlfriend. You know, right. like yeah. Uh, I I don't know the motivation, like outside of that, right? Like maybe somebody else had a good idea for for punchline. Maybe punchline is a fun, like, they have plans for Punchline. I read a funny thing where somebody was like, wouldn't it be great if, like, Punchline was built up to this thing, and then, like, Joker or Harley killed her, and that was the Punchline. Like, the Punchline was, we tricked you into thinking that all these books you bought were valuable, but actually she's not important at all. Um, Which I thought, yeah, that would be funny. Um, That would be. For me, I'm like, you know, fundamentally speaking... I don't like. I don't even think Harley should be in the comics because I don't think Joker has a girlfriend. Like I don't see Joker f- loving a woman or being interested in them. Like I, I see him as, as as a very asexual character. It's very much well, my interpretation of that character. So like for me, introducing anyone as being a sec like a, 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 anyone Harley p- punchline doesn't matter. I'm like eh, it's that's not very interesting to me. Um, so it's like, we gotta do something about this. Like, how's Joker gonna get laid? What are we gonna do? We gotta do something. How's he like, gonna get laid? Like, 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 it's not a question anyone needs answered. I feel like with the Joker thing, I, I would, I, if anything, I would, I would even say the Joker's actually gay in his love for Batman, but in an asexual way. Right. Like, 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 like he does, he's not really interested in sleeping with Batman, but no. Batman is the love of his life. You know what I mean? Like, right. he needs yeah. Batman, you know, not Bent over a couch. Picture that one, Joker. <laughs> no, but I am fine with him being like Batman is his obsession. Right. I've, and I've seen so many versions of the Joker over the years in the comics, like that you can. There, there's room for interpretation. Um, I, I would also love to see how this factors into three Jokers, <laughs> uh, which is in its in and of itself a joke. But uh, it's a punchline. It is a punchline. <laughs> uh, but I would tell you this, like, like any definitive, like, for me. Like, definitive Joker stories involve Batman and Joker and, like, the Bat-Cast. Yeah. Like, I would be very upset if Punchline was in three Jokers, right? I mean, what, or, what, like, what made Harley interesting in, 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 this is to go with the three Jokers thing, is the fact that she was in love with the Joker, but he never reciprocated. Yes. Like, that was the, like, it was, because it played into the fact that the Joker is an asexual being who didn't care about her being this woman who's obsessed with him. 
You know, and he, right. he very much from what we've seen is just obsessed with Batman and he just took advantage of a woman that loved him. And that was the whole thing of their abusive relationship. He never had yes. a real girlfriend. She no. was just the girl that he was with. And I like the fact that in The Curse of the White Knight, we're actually exploring the other side of that token. We're exploring the idea of him actually being, you know, dating Harley Quinn. But now yes. we're in a weird position where in the main line, they're like, Nah, I think he needs a girlfriend, but we can't put Harley back because then everyone's going to be like, like, yeah, who is at the top level going, well, we got to have somebody like, no, you don't like, you know how long it took them to get Harley in the comics? Like, yeah. Her, when she appeared in the show, she appeared like, like an explosion. Like people were in love with that character. Like Harley Quinn blew up like you read about, and DC took forever to introduce her in the mainstream continuity. Like it took forever for them to do that in, in comic book years. And it was like, they were really careful about it. Like her role in Hush is like she's, it's like she is her own character and just really, really wants the Joker to notice her. Like it's amazing the kind of restraint that DC exercised when it came to Harley Quinn back in the day. So for them to be like, hey, uh, how about another Harley Quinn? I mean, like, I don't even know what role she plays. I didn't read those books, uh, uh, you know, out of like, you know, just boredom. I was like, I don't want to read those. Uh, but like, I didn't read her introduction. I saw a panel with her where he's like, oh, come on, punchline. It looked so forced. Like the idea where it's like, well, the, 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 the readers and the pop cultural world at large is used to seeing Joker with a colorful, sexy girl. Yep. So we got to give him one. Like, I think that sucks. And I think it's like, if you want to establish Harley as like separate from the Joker, like they broke up or they never got together or whatever. Like, this is a golden opportunity for you to make Joker scary again. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and we just kind of missed out. I mean, like, unless you count all the Snyder books, but you could tell if you read the Snyder Capullo run, like, who Snyder wants to see in the Bat Family. And I promise oh, yeah. you, Damien and Harley are not characters that he wants to see in those books. Um, I do want to clarify something real quick, because uh, we're using the term asexual, which does mean to, I guess, I, I forgot, but it, there's kind of a dual meaning behind it. Uh, the mm. You can produce without any uh, without a partner, reproduce right. without a partner. Um, yeah, it, no, no, we're talking about not yeah, a, feeling sexual attraction. Right. Asexuality, which is what we're talking about, is the lack of sexual attraction to others or or low or absent interest in or desire for sexual activity. Yes. So. Yeah, and that's what we're talking about. I'm not talking yeah. about how Joker re reproduces from spores. Or that's the plot to Three Jokers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a Joker, some kind of fungus or something. Right. So for those who didn't know about the dual meaning of it, that's what I'm they talking have about. It. Yeah. The more you know. Yes. Um, yeah, I, the fact the fact about it is not much to say, but everyone's freaking out about Punchline. Yeah. And like, I'm gonna, yeah. to the point of, I remember Tinian retweeting a tweet where he's like, this will be her first full, like, in an issue thing. And somebody's like, oh, you guys need to get your shit straight because uh, <laughs> DC said this is her first appearance and you said this is her first cover appearance and that this is her first actual issue. So what am I buying here? And I just wanted to, I wanted to jump in and be like, all of them, if you care to read them, shut the fuck up, collector douche. No, like, but I'm I'm I gotta I gotta slab these books. What yeah. am I doing here? What yeah. what am I doing here? Slab like, them all, dumb yeah. shit. Right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. We know you're going to anyway, so knock yourself out. Because uh, <laughs> you're literally going to label them first appearance, first cover appearance, first full appearance. <laughs> yep. Yeah. No punchline. 
I, I'm going to, for my, my approach is I'm not going to like talk about it. Like this is be like the most I, I mentioned outside of like a, maybe a funny comment about it every once in a while. But like my approach for Punchline is the same approach that I have for every superfluous character that is introduced into a pantheon that I think is already overcrowded, which is I'm just going to ignore her and not regard her in any way. Like there's just, Punchline for me is not a new character. It's not in the book. Like <laughs> I will say this. I feel like DC is aware of the fact that their villains are very popular. They're known for having the best villains. They have movies like Joker that are doing a billion dollars. Yeah. I feel like DC is moving in a direction where they want to create as many new villains who may catch on as possible. Because we got Punchline and Batman. We got Paradox in... Uh, in the uh, in the flash books, right? Who, who's who's hitting headlines? But like, I know this is like we've all we've already got. I'm trying to think of other characters that have been re- introduced recently. Um, Red Hood introduced a whole slew of evil Teen Titans, basically. Ah. And I feel like we're moving into a direction where they just want to see what will sticks at this point. You know, how many yeah. ca- villains can we make? And uh, are you going to care about them like you did Godspeed? Like that? That's what I think. Yeah. But it's like there are enough characters here, like. The, the problem, I think, is that, like, DC has enough villains that you could, like, do really cool stuff with. Well, they got Hell already... Risen and an Evil Justice League. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But, the like, crime I think syndicate's that back and no one knows why. Even the crime syndicate. <laughs> right? No, I, I, I think that the reason why you're seeing a, a, an increase in prevalence in characters like these is because of the, the new deals and contracts where it's like, why would I, as a comic book creator today make a character that has already existed, that was created by somebody else, interesting and relevant and important to these stories, when I could just make one that's just like that, but I own it and I get a residual if they make a movie about that character. Right. Like, so what you get instead of, like, reinvent... The comic book shared universe format only works if you get new lifeblood every, like, generation to reinvigorate each character. But if you're, like, in a weird place where... Uh, that doesn't pay the bills for these people, then you're just gonna get like a bloated universe full of all these characters who have who have analogs that are older than those characters. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it's just it's just getting cr- it's getting kind of crowded in here, guys. And like your selfishness and your desperation to get paid because maybe there'll be like a CW show that uses your freaking character. It, it, it's it's kind of it's kind of crowding up the whole universe here. Like, You're right, I, I we're think, in a weird I, spot, because that's what exactly what... Well, all we do is hear about complaints about the comic book industry, and I, I, don't, I don't mean this to discount those. I don't want to clarify. No. We hear complaints that they're not getting paid enough. In order to make ends meet, they're doing like 10 books a pop, which is yep. hurting the quality because they're doing 10 books a pop, which then makes yep. us complain about it, and then they pick up more books, and they're hoping for things like the Bendis thing with Miles, and they're hoping for things like Godspeed being a CW. And since we have shows for almost every character now, they're all like, oh man, I really hope my character gets into one of these so I can get money yeah. out of the deal. Yeah. So it's a weird situation that we're at now because everyone just wants to make new superheroes and it's classic comic book fans. But it's like, just tell us what's going on with Batman, Superman, <laughs> and Spider-Man. That's all I want to know about. Right. Or like, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you did something with neat with Mirror Master? Or like, hey, I'd love to see Crazy Quilt do something really cool. Or yeah. hey, how about like... Turn Kite Man into someone cool. Oh, you did. <laughs> uh, debatable. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm a meme. Lol. <laughs> For the record, he wasn't really a meme. I don't even know. Like, the, him just using that line turned him into a meme. The story yeah. that he's actually in is really good. Like, oh, he's, yeah, no. he's a part of that story. It's somehow he just became a meme. Like, yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. There's some, like, there's some YouTuber who used to use Kite Man as, like, his avatar. And then he, and then Kite Man became Tom King's, like, you know, 
the latest and greatest character. And so, that like, that, yeah, you probably had to change that up. I stopped watching him a while ago, so I have no idea. But I remember seeing Kite Man in his, like, videos, and I'm like, wow, Kite Man, nice. But now <laughs> it's like, oh, you probably can't use that anymore. <laughs> but I so, don't know. Uh, all right. Kite Man. Yeah. Um, I think we should wrap up the show. What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think, I think I'm pretty good when it comes to all these other things. Like, the other things are just kind of blurbs. Like, you know, yeah. they're doing this. Uh, I mean, you can run down, just give a quick shotgun opinion on it because Dan went to the effort of getting them. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dan's like, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Far Sector 4, the new Green Lantern ring has a unique Green Lantern ring capable of self-charge recharge instead of battery recharge. Could be more powerful. Also takes a lot longer to recharge. Uh, as far as my opinion of that, being a Green Lantern fan, I think that's just them trying to write a new way to power it up. Pocket yep. Universe Lanterns kind of never made sense. <laughs> yes, but the art is so good. Who cares? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we talked about the X-Men. Uh, Shazam 11 is the Monster Society Unleashed and the return of Superboy. He's back finally. Probably going to get wasted in that book. Uh, yep. Probably. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. I mean, it's John's, right? So yeah. who knows? Uh, Marvel's Ultraman series to launch this year. I'm interested because the new Netflix show was pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Is it? Is it? In continuity, or yeah. is it just its own so, thing? You should check it out, actually, because what it is, is it's 20 years after Ultraman's done. And Isn't that what the show was? The new show? That's the new show. That's what I'm saying. Oh, you're saying the comic book isn't it? Yeah, I'm talking about the comic. No, oh, no. The, that, yeah, the new know. show, yeah. yeah. No, I was at your house. We watched like four episodes. It was great, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. No, it was actually pretty cool. Um, so, yeah, it, uh, it, it'll be interesting. I'll probably read it and see how good, uh, what if I like it or not, and we'll cover it like we're doing Conan occasionally. Uh, totally. Joker going to do Sidekick. Yep, that was Punchline. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Strange Academy, a.k.a. Marvel Hogwarts. Right. Damon Hellstrom, Nico Minaru, Scarlet Witch, Magic, and Shaman. I know three of those. <laughs> I can't believe Nico's in this. I thought she was too young to be a teacher, but okay, I'm down. Looks I mean, cool. If we're using those rules, half the X-Men staff should be fired. Yeah. When they had the academy? Right. Wasn't Kitty yeah, Pride like teaching at like 14? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. No, Kitty's like in her 20s or something. Well, I now. I'm saying good. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but no, but, I, I, that, it looks good. But you know what? That just made me realize something. Why is no one in the Marvel Universe age except the X-Men? Right? The X-Men do age. <laughs> what the hell? I just realized that. Like, X-23 yeah. was a 13-year-old girl, and she's like 25 now. Kitty well, was like 14 to like... But, like, Spider-Man's still 29. <laughs> convenience. They got to make sure... Well, because people are sexualizing those characters, so we got to age them up so that it's not creepy. Uh, that's true. Yeah, I mean, you should see the stuff that Dan does about Magic. Oof. Anyway. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> magic, has, magic has a history where it's like, she's a child, she's a teenager. Like, that's actually a thing. Kitty Pryde was just like, she and Colossus. Oh, uh, she's 14. Oh, right. Oh, no. But those went to print. But those went to print. <laughs> Change the age. Yeah. Retcon that real quick. Oh, no. She Who's was 17 and her 18th birthday was three days after she joined the Academy. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. No, I, I, X-23, like, uh, people are drawing her all sexy. What are we going to do? <laughs> Why? Why are you all giving her boobs so big? She's only 14. <laughs> yeah. She's 14 years old. I've got a couple 14-year-olds with huge racks. With like, what are you doing? <laughs> I, did you see? Or I went like, yeah, no. It can. It's just so that J. Scott Campbell can do variant covers for them. I know. Uh, and lastly, we got Leviathan has bought its own country. 
King recruits his checkmate group. Uh, King recruits his checkmate group to combat with this, which is Manhunter, Steve Trevor, Lois Lade, Green Arrow, Bones, the question, Natalia Al Ghul. Yep. Wow, is he just bankrupt on ideas? Oh, Bernard Bendis! <laughs> oh, I literally, there's nothing I care about less than that. That's like, I question. I, I, I'm, I, I will check this out for the question. So your team is made up of, I will, I'm reading it for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. One out of the seven people you decided to feature in it. Right. And I, I will say that if you're looking for the question, you'll be thrilled at those three panels. <laughs> <laughs> Boo! Yeah. Yeah. So, all right, nice. that's all the news Dan was able to get for us. I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode of Absolute Comics. Don't forget, if you want to support the show and keep it going, subscribe right here on Twitch. Uh, and you can also go to either one of our Patreons, patreon.com slash comic or patreon.com slash comic pop. Any of those three options directly supports us and keeps the show on the air. If those methods dry up, well, Sal will quit. And then it's just Benny <laughs> talking to himself about that. That'll be together. it, yeah. <laughs> uh, and don't forget, we also have a sponsor, G Fuel. You can go there, uh, use the code COMICS at checkout, get 10% off your order. Thank you guys so much for your time, and I hope you guys have a wonderful day.